Welcome to the Odd and Offbeat podcast. Hey, Oddballs, welcome to the Odd and Offbeat podcast hosted by myself, Mr. Matthew Baker, and the flowering Louis Fox. That's right. It's my time to open up myself for bees to penetrate me. Yeah, it's spring is near, and you're live and in person after we had to do two episodes over the phone. Yes, I think we only did one over the phone. Well, it felt like two. That's how much I dislike doing it over the phone. I prefer in person, just, uh, you know, I think that it sounds better. It's more personable. I, I feel the people can uh, feel our warmth. Yes, yes, when we're in the same room. Even though that we are in this freezing garage. <laughs> yes, you're just happy because you look at me and you see free labor on the farm. <laughs> yeah, although since you are here on the farm, you've been here maybe four times or five times. The most you've helped me with is putting up five feet of insulation. Yes, that so, is, that is yeah, a fact. Which is, that's not free labor. Do you know what my that's normal not... day rate is? Jeez. So much. I've had neighbors who I've never even met help me more than that. <laughs> no, I helped you pick up owl pellets once. Oh, that is true. And you took one, I believe. I did. I did. So what's going on, Louis? Welcome to the farm. Yeah. And uh, I get to say to you what people say to me throughout my whole life of living in Seattle is it's raining outside right now and it looks like you brought the rain with you. <laughs> God, that is the most annoying thing that people can say to someone from Seattle. It's even more annoying coming out of your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. But people say that all the time when you're like, I'm from Seattle and it happens to be raining yeah. at that, that moment. They're like, looks like you brought the weather with you. It's like, no one has, that's a superpower yeah. that no one has except maybe one of my ex-girlfriends. <laughs> I so think welcome. that's a Stevie Wonder song, too. <laughs> you brought the rain. <laughs> yeah. You brought the rain. That's, a, I think it's Creedence Clearwater. Yeah. So what's going on, Louie? Not much. I uh, watched the Grammys with my family last Who week. Who won? Um, Anyone that you knew? No. Okay. So no, <laughs> but I'm a huge, I didn't know about the WAP song and the Cardi B and the Megan the Stallion. Huge fans. Oh, yeah. I don't know any of those. I know Cardi B. Yeah. I don't know any of the other ones. They did an amazing show that, like, was super sexually charged, but that's whatever. Even uh-huh. without that, it was like they came and they were like, hey, people, here's how you entertain a crowd. Uh-huh. And then, like, the next guy, I'm just like, man, you should have closed with them. Oh, really? Yeah. Th- is WAP a artist? No, apparently it's a song. I had to Google it. Uh-huh. And then uh, my wife made me put my phone in a uh, bowl of rice to dry it out. <laughs> It stands for <laughs> wet ass pussy. Oh, really? Yes. A WAP? Yes. Oh, W A P. Okay, gotcha. Right. Yes. <laughs> when you Google it, it says, Are you 18 or older? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, so that's the name of the song. Yes. And that won a Grammy. Uh, I don't remember. Okay. My, my, you were so. <laughs> my, it was sensory overload. Yeah. Wow. Okay. All it right. was fantastic. Yeah. For my next college show, I will drop the WAP knowledge. Yes. You're like, <laughs> WAP's up, boom! <laughs> oh, I feel like I'll get in trouble if I say something like that. Yeah. So uh, what else is going on besides the Grammys? 
Uh, I got an email from the Small Business Association administration of the government, uh-huh. and they need me to verify that I am myself by writing a letter saying I give myself permission to sign documents. So they, they send you an email, and they said, hey, listen, you borrowed a certain amount of money from us, and for us to... They gave me the money a year ago. <laughs> <Yeah>. okay, so... <laughs> So what are they using this letter for? What do they need it for? I don't know, but they need to verify that they need my signature to authorize that I'm verified to sign my name on a document a year ago. <laughs> yeah, you think you might, they might have done that when they gave you the actual money. Couldn't you just say no? <laughs> I probably could. You could just be like, no, nah, actually, I'm not interested in that. Yeah. You find me. <laughs> you find this man named Louis Fox. You find all the board of everyone who's on the board of directors for the and Louis you, Fox Corporation. You ask them. <laughs> and you get all of their signatures. Yeah, so I sent them, uh, I sent them a letter. Let me... Pull it up and and read what I sent them. All right. Here is the letter I sent them. Let's hear it. All right. Dear Small Business Administration. Very professional so yes, far. So far. This I remember learning that in typing class. <laughs> I always start with the compliment. Yeah. <laughs> I, Louis Fox, owner and single member of Louis Fox LLC's board, held a vote. After much deliberation, tapas, and tequila shots, unanimously gives myself, Louis Fox, permission to sign for SBA loan application number, and then my application number. Uh, the entire board, myself, is aware of Louis Fox, also myself, signing the documents associated with the loan. XOXO, Louis Fox. Nice. P.S. Tupac lives, follow the money. Nice. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure that's going to get you audited at some point, Louis. <laughs> yes. That's going to get you many friends, I don't think. I don't know. The, I uh, hope if I... SBA whatever association. If I was some bean counter, I got that letter, it would make me smile. Yeah, if you, but some <laughs> person has to deal with all this money going in and out and having to authenticate the people that they gave the money to. <laughs> Which I don't know why they're doing it after the money. <laughs> they need my signature to verify my signature. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's uh, pretty silly, but yeah, maybe you made someone say, I hope you get it in the Library of Congress. Maybe they'll uh, save your letter and put it in some book 100 oh, years from yeah. now, like the most ridiculous things that they've ever received. The best would be like if there's some office pool for the craziest letter at the over at the SBA, and then like mine's on the fridge yeah. in the, bake, the, right? the break room. Steve, oh, I got one that's going <laughs> to... Top your your guy who uh, you know only used Cambodian, <laughs> whatever. I don't know. Uh, yeah, that's good. That that's how you spend your time. Yeah. That's what's happening with quarantine. Yeah, you're now you're not getting heckled by people at shows. You're now heckling, I'm heckling people a, who are giving you money. Yes. They gave you money and you're just flipping them <laughs> off, essentially. Kind of, yeah. That's quite nice, Louis. That's good. Now, what, what if, how are you shaking I, I up the man? I think we should move on to the stories. From the, <laughs> who cares about me, man? All right. All right. Let's do that. And now for some weird news. The story comes from KMOV.com. That's a news source more reliable than counting on getting your severance pay during the apocalypse. Yeah, you don't think that's going to happen? No, it's, you're like, it's raining asteroids. Where, where's my check? You don't think there's going to be a goodwill, a good faith boss who's like, you know what? I got to make sure that 
My people get paid. I got to end on good terms. Yeah. This, this Karma. <laughs> I killed nine people in 82. I got to make sure I got to make this right before the world ends. <laughs> with, with your last paycheck. I don't have any chance the... of getting into heaven. I got to make things right. Yes. <laughs> All right. Story goes, mound of pennies dumped in man's driveway. He blames feud over final paycheck. This is your classic East Coast, West Coast, 90s rap feud. Know it. You know, I always remember this when Tupac rapped about leaving pennies on Biggie's uh, Oh, it was soup. classic. Like, and then they're like, Tupac's like, I, I dropped pennies all over the place. And everyone's like, oh, <laughs> what? <laughs> All right. I remember that like yesterday. Story goes, a Georgia man claims a bitter feud over a final paycheck ended with 500 pounds of pennies delivered to his driveway. That seems like the most bitter feud, Georgia style. A bitter feud in Chicago doesn't end with copper, it ends with lead. Yeah, ah, nice, Louis. Andreas Flatten said when he submitted his two-week notice in writing last November, hell hath no fury like his frustrated boss. I think Andreas Flatten is a little bit full of himself with like, I'm such a good employee. When I left, my boss, his world didn't collapsed. To, didn't know what to do. He closed <laughs> down his business. His marriage ended. His kids stopped calling him dad. It's like, <laughs> it was like in one of those movies when all of a sudden the cello music starts playing and the guy puts all the connections together. <laughs> Slow montage happens. Yeah. Star Wars, the guy who does all the Star Wars Indiana Jones music. <laughs> yeah. All right. So he froze and stared at me for like a straight minute. I remember this so clearly. He gets up, puts his hand on his head, walks out the door, and disappears for like an hour, said Flatten. Flatten had worked at Walker Luxury Auto Works in Peachtree City for a year. He had known the owner for eight years, but Flatten said the constant turnover and toxic work environment took a toll. It's like Walker Luxury Auto Works and Petty Revenge. And malicious compliance. <laughs> and change hoarding. <laughs> yeah. Here's the thing. Like, I imagine it's going to be a pain in the butt to cash in all these pennies. Yeah. But the bigger pain in the butt is to go to the bank. You have to order all those pennies. You have to get them. You have to open them because they don't just give you like a hamburglar sack of pennies. Uh-huh. You have to open all the rolls. And it takes forever to fill those rolls. Yeah. Yeah. And then you got so you got to open them. You got to take them to this dude's house. Like, oh, you're saying that this guy special. You're saying that the boss the specially boss. ordered the pennies. Yeah. Well, L- Louis, in the story, we've learned that that is not exactly the process in which it happened. Okay. Flatten claims on his last day he delivered his uniforms washed and in a box complete with another letter explaining why he was leaving. I like how they don't really get in the letter. The letter is probably like you're an a hole boss. Yeah. Right. <laughs> What was in the letter? <laughs> P.S. I had an affair with your wife. Yeah, P.S. That poop in the luxury auto? That was me. That time I wrecked that very rare Lamborghini? That was me. Yeah. <laughs> he said his boss promised his final paycheck would be paid in January. It never arrived. He said his boss accused him of damages. What sort of damage? There is a lot of vagueness in this story. Like, what sort of damages? Like, emotional damage, physical damage, psychological damage. He left a six inch scratch in my heart. <laughs> and a dent in the fender <laughs> of the Audi. <laughs> I honestly, at this point, never expected him to pay, said Flatten. Flatten called Georgia's Department of Labor five months later. He was paid, presumably, the full $915 in pennies. I mean, you got paid. 
That's the thing. At the end of the day, he wasn't expecting to get paid. He got paid. Yeah. That comes out to be like 504 pounds of pennies, exclaimed Flatten. I have nowhere to put them. I had no idea what I was going to do. Like, how do I get money from pennies? Has <laughs> this guy nev- never been a child in America? <laughs> His mind must be blown on everything and every single day. How do I get wood from a tree? How do I get math from numbers? How do eggs get in my refrigerator? <laughs> Has he never seen this little magic device called the Coinstar machine? Yeah, right. Criticism online calls for karma, calling the cash dump petty. Flatten stored the pennies in his garage inside a large wheelbarrow. Oh, okay. So I got the story wrong, Louis, because oh. I thought that the pennies he was referring to were stored at the luxury auto place. <laughs> it's like it's like when you used to be able to go to Vegas and get your picture taken with the million That's dollars. What I thought I forgot. I didn't know that he stored it in his garage. Okay, I read it incorrectly. Yes, where did all these pennies come from? There this you, petty I like, boss. I, like I agree you, with you. Your scenario is you come in to buy, buy a BMW and you get your picture taken with 500 pounds of pennies. In my mind, it was like a garage and then like in the garage, there was just like this wheelbarrow of of pennies is hanging around, oh. but yeah, I, you, you, this guy stored it in his own garage. Yes, yeah. after after they were dumped in his driveway. So yes, that brings more questions. How did the guy even get the pennies in the first place, and then get them to his house? Yeah, right. He had to rent like a forklift, which is like probably like two thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he, had, he had to get a U-Haul. <laughs> he had to get a couple of guys outside the Home Depot <laughs> to help him move these. <laughs> Brand spanking new barrel that is full to the brim. The wheels are like busted out to the side. Flat, he said. Flatten and his girlfriend said all the pennies are covered in some type of oil and cannot be cashed in until they are cleaned. I think you can cash them in because you just roll them up, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You put them in rolls. Yeah. Or you take them to the coin star. Maybe the coin star can't read them. If oh, the coin so... star can. I've put some funkiness in yeah. the coin star. I put my belly button lint once in a coin star. <laughs> I gave the coin star a golden shower and it gave me the spot price <laughs> for eight ounces of gold. <laughs> what he should do is he should just take them over back to the luxury auto and just. You know, he should buy a car there and, and then just down, just payment. down payment with all the pennies. Yeah. <laughs> that, see, that's what I would do. You know, so what do you think about this, Louis? Okay, so it depends on who the protagonist and antagonist is in the story. Like, we don't know if the ex-employee, what was in these letters. Yes. And I, I've never worked in a real job. So when you give your written two weeks notice, do you also look your boss in the eye and explain why you're leaving? Yeah, generally, I would assume so. I mean, you're like... You probably want to give a reason for why you're leaving. First of all, your snacks in the break room are garbage. Yeah. Second of all, did you know the BMW, they supported the Nazis in 1943? Yeah, and you have been employee of the month every month for the last three years. <laughs> you just do it. That? You just do it for that parking spot, man. <laughs> I want that parking spot just once. Yeah. Just once. Yeah. The I, coffee's always cold. And then, but then sending another letter in, is, it's bizarre, I think. Well, he, well, it does say why he left. He said just the constant turnover and toxic work environment took a toll on him. But what if this guy was the problem? The, the ex-employee. Like, people were living because they didn't want to work with him. Well, 
possibly that could be the case. I'm guessing it's the boss. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the boss is super nice. He's like, I'm going to give this guy another chance. Sure, he's an a-hole, but I'm going to give him another chance. Yeah, but then would that, if he's such a nice guy, would he then in the middle of the night drop off 500 pounds of oily pennies in his driveway? <laughs> Yes. Okay. Yeah, he you're paid right. him. That's how Mother Teresa paid off, <laughs> <laughs> paid off all the people that helped her out with, yeah, with her is, book deal money. She went around and she gave uh, all these people who helped her out when she was poor just pennies. That, it's, it's a known fact. <laughs> That's how Jesus cured the leper. Yeah. He, he anointed them with oily pennies. <laughs> Uh, I think this guy kind of sounds like a dick. Super funny. I'm super into this as a prank. <laughs> but here's the thing. If you got the surprise medical bill, like you went to the doctor and they're like, oh, you owe us $10,000 for a piece of gauze and you paid them in $10,000 worth of pennies, people would be like, ah, you're great. Yeah. So, A, I'm glad that the chain shortage is over. Yeah, right? We found the culprit. <laughs> Wait a minute. I hate this guy now. He's the cause of the chain shortage. Man, we like CSI'd that, dude. dude we... Just by reading this article. You're welcome, All world. right, Louis, listen. I, this guy should be stoked that he got paid. He wasn't getting paid. He, didn't, he said he didn't think that he was getting paid. And then he got $900 in pennies. Even if he can sort out $300 of these pennies. <laughs> What's there to sort out? This one's a good penny. Yeah, but maybe like, you know, the others penny. are too oily. Who knows? Right? It's like, yeah, but maybe. Yeah, I, well, that would have been the better prank, right? You do the pennies, but they're all Canadian pennies. So yeah. not only, you can't even cash them in the States. But you can't even cash them in Canada because they got rid of the pennies. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> That's the better You're like, prank. not only is this $900 in Canadian pennies, I had to spend $4 on each penny <laughs> I had to eBay. pay $1,000 to get a passport even just to go to Canada. Do you know how many eBay purchases I had to make <laughs> to get these? <laughs> Yeah, I think that that would be – I like the prank. I, if I were this guy, I'd be stoked that I got a little bit of money. Even if you – it's $10. That's yeah. something. It sucks you had to clean all those pennies Here's up, what I would do is I'd just line them all up in my driveway and make like a slip and slide. Yeah, I just I would just take epoxy and just run epoxy over all of it and just have a driveway made of pennies. Yeah. That'd be badass. You ever park on Lincoln? Yeah. <laughs> you got to get a Lincoln and park it on a – Absolutely. Lincoln. All right. Louis, I like this story. Yep. News Part 2. Story comes from abcphiladelphia.com. That's a news source more reliable than ordering DoorDash to a tent. That, you don't think that would work? They'd be like, where's the door? You, Is that the window? Oh, <laughs> I got you. I There's a door to a tent. It's more like to a field. Yeah. <laughs> it's like in 7 where the pays the UPS oh, driver yeah. deliver the box out to... Coordinates. Middle of nowhere. GPS coordinates. Well, there was one time when these first started years ago. I was at a conference in Colorado, and the dinner was garbage. So I ordered my table. We ordered Uber Eats Mexican food uh, to our table in the convention to our table. Nice. <laughs> and everyone's like, where'd you guys get those burritos? I'm like, that dude just brought them. Yeah, to us. right? Well, this, this is all about DoorDash. Louis, it says a top aide to a district attorney in suburban Philadelphia has been demoted because he was caught moonlighting for DoorDash during work hours. All right. How much you want to bet 
he's covering a gambling debt. Do you think so? Yeah, yeah. it is a little bit unusual because it does say what he makes later in the article. And it is like, why do you need more Why are you money working for minimum wage? When you make that much money. Yeah. Yeah, right? I mean, if anything, he should not be demoted. He should, he should be, be celebrated. It's a commitment to work. And he's... Earning, his other work. Yeah, he's, he's, he's earning money to pay more taxes to pay his Boom. salary. Boom! Bucks County District Attorney Matt Weintraub announced the punishment Thursday against prosecutor Greg Shore, who was demoted from the office's first assistant district attorney to being a deputy district attorney. Not even so, sure what any of that means. I th- doesn't deputy sound more official yeah. and higher up than first assistant to the deputy? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know. I feel like one you wear a badge, one you don't. Yes. All right. Weintraub said Shore had been working for DoorDash delivering food during work hours from October to February. The Bucks County Courier Times said Shore's salary as first assistant was $125,000. You know what, though? I mean, this guy's presumably a lawyer, right? I'd be like, you show me on my contract where it says I can't deliver a supersized Big Mac meal to the Hardy family. Yeah, exactly, right? Excuse me, Your Honor, I'd like a recess. (laughs) Uh, Why? We're just in the middle of proceedings. Uh, I just got an order. I got to go to Subway and deliver it. These tots aren't getting any warmer. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the judge then, he's like, okay, I'll grant your recess. And then the judge orders, and then he has to come and deliver to the judge. It's the ultimate sting yeah. operation. <laughs> I primarily worked the job at nights and weekends. However, I made the incredibly poor decision to deliver during the workday at times, Short told the paper Thursday. I would just say that I was doing it during like my lunch break, right? Like, What's the difference between me going and paying for food to eat and me going to bring food and someone kicked me a couple bucks. And you, I, you mean going and eating some of the people's food yeah. that is you're delivering their food yeah. for? So technically if I eat a couple fries, it's my lunch. I think he's on to something. I think this is a new sort of genre of delivery. You get food and legal advice. <laughs> he, he just serves you papers. <laughs> You've been served. Pizza and <laughs> child support. Here's your burrito, and you've been served. He's like, here's your pizza, and you might want to sue Pizza Hut because that is not properly cooked. I, here's I, my card. Here's my card. <laughs> Shore told the Courier Times he was motivated by personal circumstances during the COVID-19 pandemic to work the delivery job. That's what makes me think he's got a gambling problem. Because if there's medical bills, you just say, like, I got medical bills. Right, not personal reasons. Clearly, he has a job. He's got. A, he wasn't furloughed. I think medical stuff comes under personal reasons. Yeah, no, but I think you say medical bills because you get sympathy. Oh, okay. Like, all right, if 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 I owed you twenty bucks and you're like, hey, where's my twenty bucks? I'm like, dude, I had some medical bills. You're like, okay, cool. Okay, not really. I'd be like, I still would like my twenty dollars. <laughs> you're like twenty dollars. You still owe me not, twenty dollars. It's not a dent in, has, in what you has did. nothing to do with the shingles that you have. <laughs> Weintraub said Shore repaid the county with unused vacation time for the money he made delivering food while on duty. I like how he didn't just, I don't know, give your paycheck from the Grubhub. Why are you using vacation time? Yeah, I don't know why they even made him pay it back. It's like, did his efficiency at work dip or sort of go down? Like, I don't see why this is a big deal. You prosecute so much more when you're out delivering Happy Meals. He's like, we live in the suburb of Philadelphia, not even in Philadelphia. (laughs) Weintraub cited the importance of redemption and second chances as reasons to keep Shore on the office 
payroll. I think that's interesting. Another thing that a prosecutor says, oh, you got redemption, second chances. P.S. You're going to jail for a minor drug offense. (laughs) Right? Yeah, the prosecutor's in trial prosecuting a murder, and they'd be like, we like to call to the stand blankety-blank prosecutor. Oh, when you remember you gave the second chance to Shore? Yeah. What about our murderer? He door-dashed it. (laughs) He paid back his unused vacation. He he used his drug money to pay back to his victims. Yeah. Shore has also worked for the state attorney general's office as a Lehigh County prosecutor and was a deputy secretary in the Pennsylvania Department of Labor and Industry during the administration of Governor Tom Corbett. Not sure why any of that was necessary. Yeah, they're also like, his mother is Jan. (laughs) (laughs) So what do you think, Louie? Honestly, if it wasn't affecting his job, I say, why not? I agree. And also, is he really breaking his contract with this job by doing another job during it? It's like, maybe that's a question that you should ask at your job interviews. Are you the type of person that would work a job while we're paying you for one job at another job? Well, you know? clearly they weren't like really, he wasn't essential if he had all his time to door dash. Exactly, right? Well, hey, let's let's pick up the crimes here. Let's get some to some prosecuting. I think, yeah, that's just the thing. Like, they should just lay him off. It's clearly... He doesn't have enough work to do. Yeah, I agree. I think it's a little silly. I think, are we not paying you enough? Should we pay you more? Can we offset the DoorDash money? We'll pay you $126,000 a year. (laughs) (laughs) Here's the deal. We won't demote you, but you have to bring everyone lunch for for a month. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Louie, I like it. Yep. That's it for today, folks. I want to thank you so much for listening. Where can the fine people see Louis Fox this week? Coming out March 23rd. That's tonight, the day this podcast is released. You can check me out performing at the Festival of Illusions in Lincoln City at 7 p.m. I think there may be a virtual option. I'm not positive, though. And then I'll be in Los Angeles quarantining in a hotel from the 26th through the 28th and then doing some uh, taping for a TV show I'm not talking about uh, right now because I can't. Okay, well... Are you allowed to say that you're going to be taping it? I, I feel like we need to edit that out for contractual <laughs> reasons. I don't want people coming out and taking uh, you know, money out of our pockets because you <laughs> violated the contract. I guess they would go after your bank account. <laughs> I guess we're not even a business. I guess it doesn't even matter. I'm going to have to write this letter saying <laughs> to the SBA Loan Association. <laughs> to cover the debt. <laughs> Take out a loan just to pay for your uh, <laughs> my legal your fees. leaks, <laughs> yes. your media leaks. <laughs> and where can they catch you? Uh, they can catch me tonight, the twenty third on Tuesday, watching your show what? live in Lincoln City. Actually, I don't even have tickets. Is that, <laughs> it is because it's a limited capacity show. Yep. Do I need to buy a ticket? I don't know. Can I, you get me in back? I think you should do ten minutes during my show, possibly. Make you, as they call it, they say, sing for your supper. Erica needs to do 10 minutes, too, because she's going to be there. <laughs> my show, five minutes. <laughs> I'm a, here's my hustle. I'm going to have eight people all do 10 minutes of my show for a ticket. Yeah. And then I'll just host it. Yeah. that's that's And you take all the money. Yeah. And then they get, they get to see your show for free. Yep. That's a great deal, although I wouldn't do that. 
Uh, but yeah, other than that, I'm just going to be hanging around the farm, man, just relaxing, updating the barn, and uh, yeah, contemplating my future as a performer and weighing that in contrast to what it's like to be a farmer. Yeah. So <laughs> how are you updating the barn, though? Are you like putting Wi-Fi out there? Well, yes. You got Google Fiber. Oh, yes. You got like a snack machine. Yep, you know it. <laughs> We got the finest snacks. <laughs> you should have a vending we machine. We got horse and snacks. <laughs> no, I, what I'm going to do is we have a like an office area, which we'll, I'm turning into like a chill-out area for the people who are riding horses at our farm. Uh, you have a DJ in there. <laughs> oh, that's actually a good idea. Uh, but I was thinking about you know do, just doing like the you know pay what you can for there's some granola bars and some candy uh, and some sodas and you need to have like a uh, the gumball machine and you put a quarter and like oats come out and you can like feed horses. That's a really good idea. I was thinking about doing that out on the road because we we're on the corner of a road. Yeah. And if we have funny animals, we could just do that. They put the quarters in and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna put signs and say if you want to donate and help our horses, uh, send money to this. Yeah. Oh man, I'm on it. I'm on it. So you can have that, equ- equestrian. Yeah. Yeah, what, I don't know what you mean by that. That's Patreon. For oh, the okay. All right. <laughs> and then once a month, you get a picture of a horse you adopted. You can sponsor for the little eight like, cents a day. You can sponsor nibbles. <laughs> you get a little picture put on their fridge. Yeah, you get an update. You get like the horse will draw you a picture. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. I like that idea, Louis. Well, folks, we want to thank you so much for listening. Check us out, oddandoffbeat.com and all the social sites. We hope you have a weird week. We are out. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Odd and Offbeat podcast.